Talking industry, topical debate from the world of engineering, automation, and manufacturing. A DFA Manufacturing Media production. Hello and welcome to another Talking Industry podcast. My name is Aaron Blutstein and I'm Managing Editor for Smart Machines and Factories Portal, Plants and Works Engineering and Hydraulics and Pneumatics magazines. I'm joined today by Chris Room, Business Development Director at the Advanced Manufacturing Training Centre, the AMTC, to talk about skills and training for UK manufacturing in the smart era. Chris, thanks for joining me for this Talking Industry podcast today. Thanks, Aaron. Absolute pleasure to be here. <laughs> for, for those who don't know you, can you explain a little bit about who you are and your role at the Advanced Manufacturing Training Centre? Yeah, no problem. So um, I'm Chris Room. I've um, recently started with MTC Training in um, in Coventry as the Business Development Director. Um, our remit is really to bridge the gap from um, a skills perspective from um those that don't necessarily have the skills required to go into a role so we do a lot with apprentices um across the country we do residential supports for um individuals coming into um a variety of different um manufacturing arenas um and we also do um a range of upskilling and training and we look at future skills as well so one of the mtc's main remits is to look at um how uh, businesses are going to bridge the gap from the skills they need today to the skills they need in the future. Um, so one of our main remits is looking at upskilling and developing future skills, um, not only for um, the junior people within, within the business, those joining at apprenticeship or graduate levels, but also those within the business who need to be, maybe need, need to be reskilled or if there's been a large amount of capital expenditure um, on, on new equipment, how to use that equipment efficiently. I mean, it's quite a broad, quite a broad range of <laughs> areas you've got, to, you've got to deal with. Um, I mean, if I can start by just asking you, how do you feel about the state of in, in engineering skills today in the UK? I mean, f- from your point of view, you know, it's quite a broad range of areas that you've got to that you look at. Um, but, but you must have a kind of a general feel of where we are. Yeah, it's a challenge. It is an absolute challenge. You know, there's been a bit of a perfect storm over the last few years in terms of um um skills degradation whether it's through uh brexit or through um obviously we've had um covid which has led to a lot of people um maybe retiring um during that time so we've lost a lot of skills um that are still very much relevant today um you know some of the skills that that are most needed are some of those that have been around for a long time so um you know whilst we do look at future skills are some of the the current skills that have been around for 30 40 50 60 you know since the industrial revolution mm. that is still very relevant and prevalent today so um there is a challenge that businesses face um and obviously the economical challenge that they face as well with you know high interest rates it is it's been able to invest in in those changes as well which which is is difficult for for a lot of companies so um so yeah it's it's a challenge and i think what we recognise is that although that challenge is there, there are opportunities to um, to discuss different funding pots and different um, ways of being able to support um, overcoming that challenge. So, and and that's from very much the the early stage careers going into schools and and making sure 
um, the educational facilities are aware of the different career options and the different career paths through apprenticeships rather than the traditional graduate routes um, at, all the way through to educating businesses and letting them know that, you know, they're not alone. And they don't have to do the training themselves or or build that knowledge into their teams. We There are, is a different um, route that they can take. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's some really interesting topics. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm quite interested in... Um, uh, in looking at, for example, ad- adults, um, because obviously a lot of the emphasis is very much on trying to educate um, and, and try to get the the right skills for for young engineers or to go into a, a, an engineering profession. But the actual urgency of where we are at the moment, because there is a huge skills gap, and with many people leaving um, the the industry the future engineers takes a long time to kind of feed through the system and yet we are where we are how do we how do we encourage and how do we get the skills that we need now um how do we do that because there is only a limit to what's actually coming through from um through universities through colleges it's a real problem isn't it i think yeah i think um what we look to do and, and what we've we've started doing is um is really skill mapping from other industries and, and other other um, arenas where people might have some of the skills that would be very much needed, mm-hmm. but might not have the full breadth of skills. So they might be 60, 70% there in terms of um, experience from um, from previous roles. And it's really bridging that gap. So looking at upskilling and reskilling and, and what is needed to um, increase that time to, uh, sorry, decrease the time to talk com- competency for those individuals um because a lot of the time it, it it can be counterintuitive to bring people in because you you don't necessarily have the time to be able to develop those skills in-house um so by by working with the likes of mtc training to um to develop and and create um that the ability to shorten that time to competence it really is beneficial um obviously to those businesses and to the individuals because they're they're feeling that they can be um you know a, a much more valuable part of the team a lot quicker and it does help with um obviously the um recruitment and retention of those individuals as well because um you know if they can see that they've been invested in and have a, a training path that that takes them to that level of competence then they're more likely to stay with the business because they again feel valued so it, it should be a win-win for all parties, but it is difficult to kind of see where you might get those um, individuals from because it's it's not always a linear path. Mm, yeah. I mean, w- would you say that digitalization has, is changing, it's changing the perspective of, uh, of businesses and how they actually train their, their staff. For example, do you think that um, with the number of people who are going to have to be retrained that, businesses are aware of the skills that are needed i think to a degree yes um i think there's always that you you only know what you know um -hmm. and some businesses you know a lot of the larger organizations they will talk to each other and and try and understand a um maybe a sector-wide problem and develop that but some of the smes they don't really know where to turn in terms of that always. So it sometimes tends to be um, a case of it's not broken, 
Mm-hmm. So we'll carry on do, doing what we're doing. And, and that's not necessarily, they can be left behind sometimes. And, and we do quite a bit with SMEs through our funding from, from Lloyds Bank um, to support with that. And, um, and it allows some of those organisations to, um, to have the funding needed to develop where they might not have been able to do that previously because of obviously that pot that we can, we can utilise through, through Lloyds and through Innovate UK as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you think there's a low awareness of kind of the range of engineering jobs available, which is which is sort of holding back um, both both people who uh, the skills um, that might be might be um, useful to to engineering and manufacturing, but but people are in different sectors that they don't think. Oh, actually, I can't really go. That's not really my route. But if if there was a more awareness of the range of options, they might think actually that is a, a, a good career change for me a good path absolutely i think people still see engineering as very much a, a dirty industry yeah, um, yeah, yeah. and you know I, that world has changed there is so many different paths into engineering now it's not people um necessarily um with a spanner and a screwdriver mm-hmm. um there's a, a lot of technical um requirements in a number of different roles and I think the the breadth of of engineering is is, is vast, and I, you know, for me, it, it's it's building that awareness, like you say, and and it's there aren't that many role models at the moment that people can align themselves to, um, and I think that's something that as an industry we we probably need to to look at to to raise the profile of of some of the great work that we do in this country. I know you know at the moment there are so many great projects going through um, UK manufacturing. Um, and there are certain things that I think we as a we as a nation can do. You know, um, obviously, skills ministers are there, but a, a minister for UK manufacturing would be would be fantastic because I think again that would raise the the profile of the awareness. So um, yeah, I think you're absolutely correct. I think um, there is an educational piece there um, mm. across across industry and, and outside of industry as well to really show showcase um, the great careers that are available within engineering manufacturing in the UK. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, one of the things I would say that um, when you um, it, when you do look at the kind of what's going on, especially at the MTC, uh, and it's some amazing things, which are projects which are, which are happening, and yet only the people within industry really are going to be aware of them i mean most people are don't have a clue what, what's going on i don't think it's you know unless it's in the, the national press it, people aren't going to be aware of it and it's, it's it's a shame because i think especially kids i think there's a huge opportunity to kind of um you know see what the mtc is actually doing and how that and how that kind of could relate to a future career i mean it's sort of Almost goes on to the, the the question: Are skills or technology winning the race? I mean, it's like, uh, what would you say to that? Would you say technology is well ahead of the skills that we actually? I, I think yes. Um, I think you're right. Technology is winning the race at the moment. I think, I think that this it's not too late for skills to um, to come back against that. Though I think yeah. um, it's the issue we face is if the technology gets too far ahead of the skills. Um, we're going to UK will fall behind because yeah. other yeah. other countries are um, looking at this and in a in a wider view and kind of going right okay well you know it's right having the technology but if you haven't got the skilled people to be able to mm. um, 
to make the most out of the, the um, technological advancements and investment, then you know we're going to fall behind. Um, not only the businesses within um, within the UK, but the UK itself. So it's a real um, it, it is a challenge. But I think um, you know we at the MTC recognise that, and, and the wider part of the um, high value uh, manufacturing catapult as well. Um, and that's very much our um, our role to to kind of go out to industry and let them know the art of the the possible um and and bring them with us and, and get them to understand that um you know there are options for them to um to develop and harness the skills um that that we are going to need as a nation yeah but i mean it, the uk there at the at this moment in time has, has the most educated workforce in its history and yet we are still behind in in the skills that we need why do you think that is and what would you think the the am the amtc um can actually do to help that in, in practical terms yeah i think um as we alluded to earlier that um the knowledge of, of the type of careers that are available mm-hmm. needs needs to be improved at the moment um you know i've got children myself and engineering doesn't really come up in the conversation um as to, to what they want to do because like i said the role models aren't there the, the um the people within schools the teachers they've all gone through that traditional um pathway through the educational system they've got a degree mm-hmm. and they've gone into teaching now you know there is that route into engineering um through um universities and colleges but there's also the other route through apprenticeships mm-hmm. and those aren't really talked about um and i think we as an organization and um and uk manufacturing as a whole has got a job to do to get out into um the educational system um at an increasingly young age in, um, into primary schools um initially to really build that understanding of what is available and and what you know the the types of roles that they can be doing and and some of the industries they can be involved in as well i think some industries don't really struggle so f1 for example you know they they don't struggle with bringing in reams and reams of people that want to go into that route because it is a you know it, it's there every weekend on a sunday and and you know young people can um align themselves to it whereas you know some of the some of the projects and some of the industries outside of that in, in the UK and from a manufacturing perspective, they've got no knowledge of it. They, they might see the, the end product, um, you know, if they're um, driving around in a, if, you know, if the dad's driving around in a JLR, um, they might have, you know, in the future, they might have a, a battery that comes from Somerset, mm-hmm. um, but they're not necessarily going to put two and two together and realise what's got into that and, and the opportunities that are available within that supply chain. Mm-hmm. So I think we, we've got an educational piece there and, MTC have got a, a part to play in that as well. You know, we uh, we jokingly refer to ourselves as the the UK's or the world's best kept secret at the moment, and we are working to um, to change that and and build our our profile um, so that people understand our capabilities and and what we are achieving and looking to continue to achieve. And I, I think there is a um, a PR requirement. Um, across the industry to um, to showcase how exciting the world of of engineering and manufacturing is. What would what would you like to do to promote 
kind of um you know engineering as a creator young people how would you you know how would you push it to them if you if you could in an ideal world i think we need to showcase the individuals um i think we need to build profiles within the industry i think people relate to people and they relate to their stories um so i think we need to get people um from a, a wide and diverse spectrum um who are in industry to really raise their profiles um and then get them to um to interact with with people that might have questions or um or you know just want to know more because i think that's the thing there's a lot of unknown out there in terms of engineering and manufacturing people don't know how to necessarily get to the point that they might want to get to in their career um mm. so i think it's it's that piece that is needed and and kind of um bringing together a bit of a, a pathway for those individuals so right uh, thinking from a you know individuals going into maybe year nine when they pick their options if they want to go into a an engineering or manufacturing career what what are the best options for them to to um, achieve that where do they need to focus and harness their skills mm. because potentially um you know obviously the sciences are um a compulsory maths is compulsory as a subject but there are other things that could help in terms of other subjects that maybe they're they're turning away because they don't understand what the what that might lead to in the future um so i think that's that's something that we need to do and and build those career paths and those gateways to um to to drive um individuals into into the industry so to a certain extent what you're almost saying is that the certain skills need to be taught almost like basic skills like english and maths at an early age so you collect digital skills for example so you could have digital skills english and maths or, or you know kind of something along those lines to kind of bring those because we don't know what the future is going to hold for for engineering in careers and where it's going with artificial intelligence and it's, it's really difficult to, you know, to judge where it's going but if you have those basics then i think that's what you're trying to say isn't it uh, yeah definitely and i think you know there are challenges to that it's it can be expensive to um showcase some of the um technology so mm. like you say you know obviously virtual reality is and, and augmented reality is something that is going to be more and more um involved in in processes within engineering and manufacturing um but for schools or educational facilities to invest in that it can, can be very expensive so um i think local businesses um and, and national businesses need to um do more to work with the schools and provide um some of the kit where needed to to be able to um to drive that as well yeah yeah i mean are you concerned that we're going to be left behind as a, as a country in terms of skills long term I, I don't think it's too late i think um i think we we are starting to see change and we're seeing, seeing positive change i think um there are some really good programs out there in terms of um apprenticeships and reskilling and upskilling that is and and the profile is improving i think that there are some some really good um stories coming out of engineering and manufacturing in the uk and some really good advancements and i think we just need to do more of that to um to to ensure that we aren't left behind um i think in terms of the um the ideas and the innovations that come out of the uk they're they're fantastic they're they're world leading 
But what we need to make sure is, you know, those ideas and innovations that come through, we're we're seeing the fruits of those because the innovations without the um, the back end of that, the manufacturing and the engineering, they don't make any any revenue. Yeah. Um, so we need to drive that forward from an idea and innovation through to um, a product at the end of it. Um, and I think that that's the key that we all should be focusing on and, and making sure that um, that those ideas and innovations are, are still happening um, and um, the people responsible for those are, are confident that those, that's going to be um, seen through to fruition. Because what we don't want is a a drain of, of those resources from an innovation point of view into um, other locations because um, that's that's where it really does get challenging. So can people approach you directly or how does it work with, with the AMTC? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, if anybody wants a conversation around skills, upskilling, training, um, or just has a question on, you know, how they can develop their current or future workforce, um, then myself and my colleagues, we're always here to um, to have those conversations. In fact, we we encourage it. You know, I'd, I'd rather people um, contact us and explore the, the possible um, and really um, share a problem with us um, than, than kind of worry about something or, or not worry about it and just leave it behind. Um, we, that is absolutely what we're there for. And I'm, I encourage people to get in contact and, uh, and see, see what we can do to help. I'm sure people will after this. So. <laughs> Unfortunately, time's running out. So I'd just like to ask you one more question, which is, which is what I ask um, everyone. Um, what are your hopes for the AMTC over the next five years in relation to developing new opportunities for skills and training? Um, so my hopes are really that we, we build communities within different sectors and within different locations to drive change together. I think a lot of organisations are, are um, facing similar challenges. And I think by pooling resources and pooling knowledge, um, that's a real opportunity um, to to drive change. I think, you know, if, if we go in ones and twos, um, then it's going to be a lot more difficult and a lot more painful um, to achieve what we're looking to achieve. Um, so I'd like us as a as an organisation to really spearhead that and drive that and, and work and, and bring together organisations um, and individuals that are facing similar challenges to, to overcome them. Um, because I think, you know, whilst there is competition in terms of skills and in terms of... Um, organizations i think everyone should recognize that um that at the end of the day we're all trying to achieve the same thing and that there is an opportunity to um to move forward as one that's great chris thanks so much for your time and um, good luck with all your projects thanks Aaron. pleasure thank you for listening to talking industry stay tuned across all podcast apps Follow us on social, subscribe to our newsletters and keep up to date at talkingindustry.org.